0: You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, Oilers fans, and thank you once again for tuning in to the other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. You can give me a follow on Twitter, at Connor Halley. And just very quickly here, just want to give a quick shout-out to DraftKings. I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in the podcast, but a lot of fun stuff going on. And I just want to let you know, if you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN. Lots of stuff going on in the world of daily fantasy sports. Of course, the NFL. You've also got hockey getting going preseason. Major League Baseball just winding down, but some huge games coming up over the weekend, especially if you're a Blue Jays fan like me. The NBA will be here in no time. You got golf, UFC, all sorts of stuff on DraftKings. It's a lot of fun. Check them out. And like I said, promo code THBN if you're going to sign up today. And we've got a great show for you here on the Other Connor Podcast. We're going to talk to Tom Gazzola. He, of course the host of the Don Wheaton on White pre- and post-game shows on TSN 1260. I'm on the pre-games with him, Hernan Salas on the post-game. You can also get Gazola on the Jason Greger Show daily on TSN 1260. He's part of the Oil Stream with Dustin Nielsen, basically everywhere. Locked on NHL, he does a lot of stuff with the NHL Network. He's on Twitter, at Tom Gazola. We're going to talk to Tom about the Oilers and camp. He's been one of the guys down there basically every day watching training camp looking at some of the young prospects. So we're going to get his thoughts on uh, who to watch for the Oilers and, you know, just what he's thought of some of the players, Brendan Perlini, three goals so far in the preseason. He's a guy who I think a lot of people have, have kind of thought, you know, maybe, maybe he's a reclamation project. Maybe he starts off in the AHL with the Bakersfield condors. And, you know what? I, to be totally honest with you, I didn't really see this coming. Like, we knew he had the ability. He obviously was a, a first round draft pick of the Coyotes back in the day. He's got that relationship with Dave Tippett. So you, you kind of thought he'd get the opportunities, but it's been downhill since they're traded. He's been, you know, playing with the Detroit Red Wings. He went over to Europe and maybe that was the best thing for his game, actually. Going over to Europe, playing a lot more minutes. And just getting that confidence back, because we know the NHL is a tough business, and there's a lot of scrutiny, especially when you're playing in places like Chicago or Detroit, where he was. I mean, those are hockey-mad markets. And when the success doesn't come and you're a former first-round pick, you can lose that confidence very quickly. So, you know, he went over to Europe, he comes back to Edmonton, obviously a little bit rejuvenated, knowing that this might be his final chance. And uh, scores a goal against the Calgary Flames, uh, taps in his own rebound. He's got two goals against the Seattle Kraken and playing with some of the Oilers' top players in the lineup that game. Now, we do have to be honest and say with a little grain of salt that that was the Seattle Kraken's maybe, maybe AHL roster. Not a whole lot of NHL talent there, but he can only worry about the guys in front of him who he's playing, his competition, and he's done a very good job. Uh, another one, Devin Shore's been a guy who I think has fit in pretty well. I know we'll talk to Tom Gazzola about him. And when he signed that contract with the Oilers, a lot of fans were pretty upset by it, maybe not understanding what it was. Uh, I never really understood the frustration knowing that if this is a guy who isn't good enough to be in your top 13, you can always send him down to Bakersfield, and he's not going to cost you any money. You know, it was a very... I won't say high re- reward, low risk, but medium reward, low risk. And, you know, you don't want a young player being somebody that can go in and out of the lineup. But someone like Devin Shore, I think he's got that ability. And the biggest thing there is that Coach Dave Tippett trusts him. So, you know, he's another guy to watch out here. Tyler Benson, of course, a guy who feels like we've been waiting on forever. And he's, he's progressed nicely. You know, he, he's, he's done well in the AHL. And just when it comes to the NHL, just can't seem to find his footing. So we'll see, you know, there's a few more preseason games left. We are he's going to get into the lineup. We'll see what he can do there. Um Some people think the skating just might be too much to overcome. And I, I don't want to, you know, be the guy to say this, but whenever you hear AHL success and it doesn't translate to NHL success, you think Anton Lander, right? A guy who was point per game player in the AHL, a very good player for the Oilers, affiliate for a long time. And got opportunities in the NHL, but when he got those opportunities it, it just didn't work out. So I don't want to say Benson is that guy. I believe Lander was also a second round pick. So we'll see what happens. We're hoping for him and uh there is that spot on the fourth line left wing. Maybe he can find a way to get that. But uh, you know, the way Shore is playing, the way that Brendan Perlini's playing. That might be a tough spot to crack. We'll find out and see what happens with that one. Uh, some news for the Edmonton Oilers. They, they did make some roster moves on Thursday, uh, sending a bunch of players down to Bakersfield at uh, Devin Brasseau, Matteo Gennaro, Yanni Caldis, Dino Cambiz, Raphael Lavois. Kirill Maximov, Ostap Safin, and Tib Sutherland. I think a lot of people will be watching out for Raphael Lavoie down with the Bakersfield Condors. a guy who's got some upside. We'll wait and see, you know, how he progresses with the condors, but that's a good situation for him. You gotta think that a young guy like that, if you know, and it was a long shot, if but if he were to play with the Oilers, he's not gonna be playing top nine, he's not gonna be playing. Uh, a whole lot of minutes and meaningful minutes, but you put him down in Bakersfield and he's a top line player. He's gonna get power play time and, uh, that's where he needs to be. So if you ask me, I think that's a great move for him. He's the name that stands out. Obviously, Curl Maxwell is a guy a lot of people talk about. Uh, Ostops off and's got some, some cachet around here, but I think that for Rafael of is gonna go down, there's gonna be in good hands with Jay Woodcroft and the Condors coaching staff, and, uh, you never know. You know, you're a play away from getting that call up to the NHL, so we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Xavier Borgo, the team's 2021 first round draft pick, he's been returned to the Shawinigan Carter X of the Q. MJHL, no surprise there. Uh, from all accounts, talking to people, sounded like he had a very good camp, and they were impressed with him, but the Edmonton Oilers are in win-now mode. Uh, they don't want to be developing players up here, so it makes a lot of sense that Xavier Borgo would go back down to the queue, uh, like... Raphael Lavoie, play a lot of minutes for his junior club. Who knows? Maybe there's some world junior aspirations there. We know that's always a good experience. Get used to winning, playing for Canada at that level. Hopefully he'll be there and uh, we'll get a chance to watch him around Christmas time. But that's kind of the news and notes for the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, they are in action Friday night, taking on the Seattle Kraken. That's an 8 o'clock Mountain Time puck drop if you are listening on Friday. Tom Gazzola and myself will the pregame coverage on TSN 1260 starting at 7 o'clock. And then it's a quick turnaround for the Oilers. They take on the Winnipeg Jets. It's a 5 o'clock start down at Rogers Place on Saturday. Our pregame coverage will get going at 3.30, I believe, on TSN 1260 on Saturday. And uh, Jason Greger actually was tweeting out the Edmonton Oilers lineup. He was down at practice on a Friday morning watching the Edmonton Oilers. And, uh, you know, pretty much what you would expect for a lineup going to Winnipeg. You're not going to be standing your stars, it seems like, in the NHL. Typically, you know, you're going to keep your first-line players for the home games, let your home fans watch them, which obviously makes a lot of sense. You want butts in the seats. But Zach Hyman, uh, Derek Ryan, Kyler Yamamoto, looks like they'll be on the top line tonight when the Oilers take on the Winnipeg Jets. On the second line, you've got Perlini, Shore, and Griffith. Third line, Tyler Benson, a name to watch for, uh, Ryan McLeod and Colton Sevier. Then on the fourth line, Hamblin, Malone, Marodi. Uh, Cooper Marodi, another guy, similar to Tyler Benson. You know, you kind of been waiting on him to see what they can do. I don't want to say they've peaked at the AHL, but, you know, leading the league in scoring, doing a very good job down there. Uh, you, you gotta hope that one of those two guys can make the jump to the NHL this season. Uh, Marodi, he'll be playing right wing on the fourth line. So, uh, maybe that's an indicator. It's a bit of a long shot, but we shall see. Defensively, I've got Cuckoo and Barry, Brogberg, Berglund, Legison, Kemp, Skinner, and Rodrigue between the pipes. Uh, Jason Greger also putting out there that Tyson Barry and Slater Cuckoo practicing today and uh nurse and Bouchard so we are all kind of used to Darnell nurse and Tyson Barry playing together when the regular season gets going maybe just maybe Evan Bouchard finds a way to creep in uh, and play some minutes with Darnell Nurse. If you've ever listened to the Jason Greger show on TSN 1260, you've heard Jason Strudwick say that. He thinks it's going to happen by next year. I think he said 18 months, actually. But, I mean, the way things are going, it could be even sooner. Uh In tonight's game, taking on the Seattle Kraken, for me, Stuart Skinner is the guy to watch. Uh Olivier Rodrigue, like I said, will be backing him up. But... Uh, in my opinion, that's a guy who uh probably a very, very low odds that he's cracking the NHL lineup at any time soon. So well, it'll be interesting to see what Stuart Skinner does for the Oilers in this one. Enough of me rambling, though. Why don't we get to Tom Gazzola? Like I said, the host of the Don Wheaton-on-White pre- and post-game shows on TSN 1260. He's also on Locked On NHL. You've seen him on the NHL Network, worked with the Oilers for a long time, also a part of the Oil Stream with Dustin Nielsen, and give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Tom Gazzola. Tom, thank you so much for doing this today. How you doing, man?
1: Connor, I just finished my walk from the rink. I, I caught my breath. And, uh, I'm excited to be here as always with you because, you know, it's a, a joy and a pleasure to share any type of airwave with you. <laughs>
0: well, Tom, I, I do appreciate that. And, uh, it, it does mean a lot. I, I know you had a rush home from, uh, from the rink today and you've got yeah. the, the oil stream with, uh, Dustin Nielsen coming out. Well, you guys will probably be on actually before this podcast airs. So it'll be a little bit backwards, but that's all right. Uh, before we get into the, you know, the, the, the nitty gritty of the preseason here, I, I want to get your thoughts. Just on the whole concept of preseason. And, and I know it's been a nice start for the Oilers. Obviously the big four nothing win on Sunday over the Flames, uh, Tuesday night with a lot of the Oilers hot players in the lineup, a big six nothing win over the Seattle Kraken. And, you know, there was a lot of excitement on social media and, and the fans should be excited. The Oilers should be a fun team to watch this year. But, I mean, how, how much do you think the preseason really matters? And, and once the puck actually drops in the regular season, uh, do you think it has any bearing on it?
1: does have bearing, and and it does matter, but the the reasons why the preseason matter, Connor, I think are are different, obviously. Uh, It matters because it's getting these guys into uh, game shape, getting that pace and rhythm and shaking off the rust. So that that has a big factor in it. Uh, Also, in terms of guys showing where they are in terms of development, it matters that way. Guys winning jobs... Uh, being hungry to take a spot from a veteran, stuff like that. like Those those things individuals do and, and how they perform and show the coaching staff, the fan bases, where they're at and what they might be able to contribute, that stuff matters. The the scores and the wins and losses and, you know, to a certain extent, like if a guy was leading the preseason and scoring across the league, like we've seen here in, in town from a couple of guys, Anton Lander and Ty Ratty, of course, like – that doesn't have as much clout as opposed to showing uh, what these guys are capable of doing when they win a role and in that specific defined role. And so, like, the, the win is good uh, over Seattle at home. First game with fans in the stands in the building since March 11, 2020. That, that stuff, uh, it resonates because, uh, first of all, it's a, it's, a, it's a really special moment considering everything that's gone on. Uh, the entertainment value for the fan base, the sense of normalcy for the fan base, the players playing in front of fans, again, at home, which is something that they talked about so many times in the last year and a half when they were in the bubble and then playing last season in empty buildings. Um, that, that stuff matters. But the overall, like Ws, Ls, and OTLs, you know, not so much, but it's, it's us getting a grasp of what this team might look like and what some of these players might be capable of doing so it has its place uh, but for different reasons and it has its value for different reasons I think that's the way I kind of perceive it well let's go back to
0: uh the game against the Seattle Kraken obviously that was you know the closest we're going to see to an Oilers lineup at least so far obviously you know a few games coming up here we'll probably see the Stars back out there once again but one guy who I think uh, a lot of people kind of had their eye on and and there's a few obviously but Kyle Turris, uh, there's a lot of talk about how he's come to camp and you know looks like a different guy, uh, muscled up a little bit. He has two assists in this game. With this game and just factoring what he's done in camp so far, uh, just what do you think the odds are that this guy finds a way to get back into the Oilers lineup and contribute this upcoming season?
1: These have been really reassuring signs, and and you admire and appreciate what Kyle Turris has done and put in in terms of work and effort and focus to re establish himself as an NHL player. I'd say he's off to a good start, and we'll see if that continues throughout, but he hasn't wowed us, Connor. Um, he has made, like, the, the goal that Perlini scored, the first one against Seattle, that all started from a really strong, smart board play from Kyle Turris where he took a hit, made sure he was able to knock the puck loose for Perlini to come in, scoop it up with speed, find Shore, Shore finds him on the give-and-go, and and he buries. And that whole play wouldn't have happened without Kyle Turris. So those things are important. I think, though, in general, we'd like to see some solid offensive zone play from Kyle Turris. The assists and points, that's an indicator you're doing something right always, and and that can't be overlooked. But if he's creating opportunities in the offensive zone, uh, when he's getting back into the defensive zone, being stronger there, there are so many times last season, Connor, when he was playing where he was either a second late or wasn't able to lift the stick or get on a check and the puck was in the net right after and you'd see on the replay from the down low camera, Kyle Turris button hooking away with his head up in the air in frustration and and those are the types of things we're going to need to see from him in this last week and a bit here on top of uh, adding the the points. So I think it's been a positive bounce back so far but if, if he's winning out a spot right now I, I still have some doubts in regard to that
0: uh, another guy who will be fighting for a lineup spot and uh, you mentioned his name he scored three goals in the preseason so far and uh, looks like he'll be playing against the Winnipeg Jets, sorry the Seattle Kraken on Friday night uh, Brendan Perlini playing with Shore and Griffith what have you thought of his play for a guy trying to get back into the NHL
1: I think he's done everything that uh, has been asked of him. And here's a guy who realizes that, like Terrace, if he wants another shot at the NHL, he's going to have to to perform in all three uh, areas of the game, in all three zones, and, and he's converted offensively. He's looked good doing so. He's shown the wheels. He's shown confidence with the puck. He's made, a, I mean, you look at his first goal in preseason, made a good play in the defensive zone, stripping the puck away from Eric Goodbranson, taking it in using that speed, getting it to the net, and then scooping up his own rebound and burying it, those are good indicators. Like, he is dumped out to a a head start when it comes to the guys fighting for those last couple of roster spots. And, again, like, he's got to continue it as the play is elevated and the level of competition gets better. He needs to continue to also push and raise his bar higher. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does tonight in Seattle, or, pardon me, in Everett against Seattle, (laughs) And if he continues that, I would say he's he's starting to create some separation between him and a guy like Heller Benson, who, you know, is trying hard, saying the right things, doing the little things right, but not getting the offensive production. And and that, I think, is, is notable, especially considering um, the type of players he's been playing with uh, have been similar to the type of players Perlini's been playing with. And I think, you know, I don't know many people that would say, Benson's ahead of Perlini at all, I think everyone would agree that Perlini has run out ahead and and he's winning this job and and it's because of the things we've mentioned. And Benson has had a few opportunities and Connor hasn't been able to convert. You could tell maybe there's a little bit of frustration there listening to him today, Um, but he still feels like he's doing the little things right. Maybe he gets rewarded. We'll see tonight. But I think it is notable that a guy like Benson, a guy like McLeod, Sevier on the PTO, These are all guys playing in their fourth straight preseason game. So I think the coaching staff is sending them a message saying we need to see more. Show it to us.
0: Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet a dollar on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with our daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets. When you place a $1 bet on any football game, that's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum Five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or in Indiana one eight hundred nine with it. Tom, uh, I mean, we already know how the top six looks right now, and uh, obviously that game against the Seattle Kraken indicates they're they're pretty close to midseason form. I, I will, you know, say that with a grain of salt. Of course, the Kraken <laughs> not really icing a, an NHL lineup, but when it comes to the bottom six, so we've talked about Perlini. uh you know, and what he's been able to do so far. Um, is there anyone else that you think is, you know, maybe making a late push to, to try to find a way and, and maybe be that 13th forward or even make their way into the bottom six?
1: Well, I, mean, I guess, I guess, uh, Turris is, is the one with his positive signs, a little bit of offensive production that's shown well and, and maybe he's trying to create an outside chance. Uh, and honestly, Connor, in, in regard to the question, like, I think that, and I know this guy isn't a fan favorite, uh, all the hoopla around him signing a two-year teal created a commotion uh, amongst some vocal Oiler fans, but Devin Shore has looked good. And not only on the wing, but at center. And right now, Ryan McLeod's not winning faceoffs. Ryan McLeod's not putting up points. Ryan McLeod doesn't look dangerous in the offensive zone, and we know... From his history, every time he gets up to another level, Jack Michaels pointed this out. and He's right. It, it takes some time for him to get his feet wet, acclimated, and then adapt and excel. And, and I think we're still seeing that. Like He's only played a dozen games. But right now, Devin Shore, veteran player, been around the league, staying hungry, got that contract, was rewarded with two years on the term. He is outperforming Ryan McLeod. And so there's a guy that's kind of – Not winning a a roster spot, Connor, but I think solidifying a roster spot. At the same time, perhaps raising some question marks to the guy that we all expected in Ryan McLeod to just kind of be either the third or fourth line center. And, you know, through the first week of preseason, it's been that, and that's been the indicator. Let's see what happens in the second week of preseason.
0: Tom, uh, you know, we talked about goaltending quite a bit last year on the podcast with you. You uh, weren't afraid to share your thoughts on the play of Miko Koskinen. And, uh, you know, I think you echoed the thoughts of thousands of Oilers fans around the world. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't good enough. But we know what you're going to get with Koskinen. We know what you're going to get with Mike Smith. But what have you thought of the new goal? He's kind of all and Stuart Skinner, some younger guys who in all likelihood end up with the Bakersfield Condors, probably battled it out for starts down there. But what have you thought of their play?
1: Kanovalov made some nice saves, had to scramble a few times against the Winnipeg Jets, and I think it was good, too, that we saw Skinner-Kanovalov against a pretty solid Jets lineup with a lot of veteran guys, dangerous, solid NHL players. They got tested, unlike last Sunday in Calgary, and they made some good saves, showed what they might be capable of doing at the NHL level at some point, not right now, obviously, uh, so I, I think it was encouraging. Stuart Skinner, same thing, didn't get as much action, allowed two goals on nine shots. Um, I, I think with Skinner, it's a progression thing as well. At least he got the one NHL game under his belt. And, and if, if Skinner has a good showing tonight, Connor, I think that would be a, a, another vote of confidence for him, kind of being the third guy. And, and then also I think to the fan base, if he plays well tonight, too, it tells you that he's on that progression in that track and and you could kind of breathe a little bit easier while Konovalov continues to be someone that we get a better grasp of the type of goaltender he truly is here in North America. Uh, But there were some encouraging signs. I mean, some of those goals the other night, I'm not blaming the goalies for. Uh, You know, Cooper Marodi basically trying to dust off a puck six inches from the goal line and having it stripped and shoveled into the net by Jansen Harkins you know, that, I think that makes Marodi look worse than konovalov although it was a bit of a scramble play. Uh, some of the tip, the redirection by Svechnikov was super nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some encouraging signs there from the goaltenders and then, you know, for Oilers fans tonight, especially for us who cover this team, let's see how Skinner does in a full, in a full game because he's getting the full game. Rodriguez is going to dress as a backup but it's kind of a thank you in camp thing. I'm sure he's going to be sent down soon, but here's Skinner's Here's Skinner's a real opportunity to show us uh, where he's come to at this point in his career.
0: Uh, Tom, just a couple more here for you. I want to ask you about Xavier Borgo. Obviously, he was sent back to the queue. What do you expect from Borgo uh, going back to the queue? And what does he have to work on, in your opinion, to make that leap to the NHL?
1: Well, he had a, I thought he had a good camp, Connor, honestly. I, I thought on Sunday in Calgary, he showed a lot of poise, scoring a nice goal on a nice feed from Derek Ryan. Dave Tippett said he wanted to see him play well against men. I didn't think Borgo backed down one bit. He's not the biggest guy, but he was tenacious. He fought for pucks, won some battles, got into the right areas of the ice, didn't hurt himself defensively. I thought it was a very good first NHL camp for Xavier Borgo. Obviously, the release that's been talked about, his ability to score, we got to see it a little bit. Even the other night when he played, I thought he was fine. I, I thought he didn't look totally out of place by any means young guy has to get some old man strength he's going to go back <laughs> to the queue he's going to have a solid season you would think now he has a, an idea and picture in his mind of what the nhl is like to a certain extent obviously and and he can start to work and tweak his game uh to improve it overall to to kind of make himself uh more viable nhl option somewhere down the road here i don't know how long it's going to be before he gets to the nhl but I think he's shown some really promising signs in this camp. I was pleasantly surprised with his performance, and I like what the future holds for this guy. Let's hope he continues down this path because it's a good one.
0: Tom, I uh, really appreciate you hopping on the podcast here today. Of course, uh, you and I will be on the air Friday night as the Oilers take on the Kraken. Like you said, in Everett, Angel of Winds Arena. Great name for, uh, for a barn. And then uh, Saturday, of course, the Oilers taking on the Jets. Uh, once again, it's a five o'clock buck drop. So our pregame show will start at four o'clock. You'll be there pre and post. Uh, Hernan Salas in the post game. How's he been in the preseason? Uh, we, we know he's got that Latino heat, but has he been bringing it early on?
1: He's been good. But, uh, you know, the other night when the Elks were playing, and uh, they had a terrible performance in Ottawa, and and I think Hernan had to do like 14 shows that day. He was uh, a little bit quiet. I know he was tired, and and he was you know focused on the football game. And I, I basically had to say to him, I didn't. It was like a it was like an understanding, a mutual understanding. I didn't have to say anything to him, but I was just like, listen, man, I'm coming in here. You guys just wrapped up uh, an exciting Elks post game where the, the text line was lit up with just people bashing the Elks for good reason, and so he was fired up. And, and then he had to go into a post game show where everything was pretty pleasant. So it was like this mutual understanding, like, "Hey, man, I got this. Take a breather. Just fire it to the breaks. <laughs> chime in when you want to, but I'll take it from here. You've had a long day." So uh, I like winding him up and he's going to need reason to get really fired up, but he's been sharp as always. I know he's very excited for this season, and uh, when, when the team falters or he sees something that he doesn't like, it, it doesn't take long for him to snap into that rage, and that, that pilot light goes off, and it turns into just an absolute blazing fire. So uh, I can't wait to see what the future has in store for us this season, but Nanso is ready to rock and or roll.
0: After every Oilers game, TSN 1260, you and Hernan Salas absolutely crush it. Tom, thanks for doing this today. Really appreciate it.
1: Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for having me. Great
0: stuff from Tom Gazola of TSN 1260. You can catch him on the pre and post game shows. Also, daily cast member on the Jason Greger show. I think, you know, if you wanted to average it out probably three to five times a week on other shows on TSN 1260, you got him unlocked on NHL, the oil stream. Give him a follow on Twitter at Tom Gazola. Just a really good person. and We appreciate him giving some time to us here on the Other Connor Podcast. And that's just about going to do it for us here on the show today. Of course, like I said, the Edmonton Oilers are in action. they got back-to-back games on a Friday night. They'll take on the Seattle Kraken out in the pacific northwest puck drop eight o'clock mountain time our pregame coverage with tom gazzola and myself gets going at seven on tsn 1260 and then on saturday oilers hosting the winnipeg jets probably see a few more veterans out there on saturday it's a nice early puck drop five o'clock i love those ones because it means i'm done for the day at five o'clock pregame show with tom gazzola four o'clock on tsn 1260 thank you guys so much For tuning into the show today, my name's Connor Halley. Give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. Best way to get feedback in my direction. This is The Other Connor Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and the Hockey Podcast Network. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning into The Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.